Yo, what's up, guys? Welcome to the Bagel Cast. That was your joke, guys. Can we talk about this for a you second? You begged we, for the. He, intro. he was like, guys, you <laughs> begged <laughs> for the I intro on this one. Please, I have the fucking funniest joke. That was better than most of the suggestions we got in the comments of the last podcast. People were like, the dairy podcast, um, the spoiled milk podcast, like these. Is it better than the milk podcast that I eventually that I did use when we uploaded? I don't know how how good it is, but. <laughs> pretty basic i chose the bagel cast because what we're talking about at some point is everything in this everywhere podcast all at once no we're no we're not talking about everything there's been a lot of bagels in, in important scenes oh yeah the in bagel i forgot about the bagel you thought you what? didn't no. realize i was talking about spider-verse the what? entire it's, fucking it's time it's like one of it's legitimately one of the most important plot but elements i you i saw you guys saw it more recently than me I only saw it a couple days ago. I saw. So you forgot the, but the bagel is the most memorable part. Of the, that is like, not I don't the most even, memorable part of the movie. Else. The bagel is not the most memorable part of the movie. What do you mean, bro? Yo, what's up, guys? Welcome to the Spelling Milk Podcast. I'm Core. I'm Jack. That's not what the podcast it's is called. It's called the Milk Podcast. I'm Ian. And I'm Jack. <laughs> and I'm Eden. On this episode of Half in the Bagged Milk, we're going to be talking about the new Spider-Verse movie. Yippee, bro. We all saw it. I saw it opening day, opening day Friday. I saw it on Friday Really late. I saw like ten fifteen showing. It was pretty. That's not opening day. That's opening night. It is open. Uh, okay. <laughs> okay, bro. Okay. I saw opening night. Little fucking semantic nerd emoji ass Fuck over it. here. We're gonna talk spoiler free for a bit, and then we're gonna get into spoilers once we kind of bring everything up. But like, before we get into, how was your guys' theater experience? Because I know like seeing a shitty Marvel movie like opening weekend can like bring out all the cretins and like marvel fans who are like yippee captain america he's on the screen so like did you guys experience any like cringers in your theater or like any shitty cringers i experienced people enjoying themselves because they like marvel i i wouldn't really call them no but this i I had a family i'm just saying like there's people that like scream at the movie and like don't like don't like Yes, there are people. There is no one screaming, but there is like gasping and clapping. I think no, that's good. It's just like like there are times I go to see like Endgame, for instance, where like people mm-hmm. are like, "No, what the hell?" They're like talking so loud during the movie, like yelling <laughs> over the movie, just because they're so excited. And I'm like, I get that, but I'm like, I don't know, kind of keep it down. I mm-hmm. no, okay. I I had I think I told Jack this story already, but Core, I had a family cutaway gag. No, family guy cutaway. Man, family guy cutaway <laughs> gag at the movie theater. So, like, like literally, I'm Peter, and my friend was Brian. Like, I could literally just say it word for word right now. So, I was sitting. The movie had just started. They were doing, like... So, this isn't really spoilers, because it's, like, the first five minutes of the movie. But, like, it was, like, Gwen Stacy beginning part of the movie, right? She's in the That's movie? That's her name, right? What?! White yes, woman? The white white woman spotted is in the second movie. But I was just gonna say, like, she was like doing her whole backstory, the setup of the movie or whatever. And then this guy, he like do coming in with popcorn and soda, like, oh sorry, I'm late. Coming in. He is moving at a snail's pace. <laughs> you know, like when you're walking by, you like kind of try to be low. Dude, dude is like six foot six and he doesn't even care. Got the root beer belly, so he's like really cramming to get through with everyone. And I swear to God, he walks halfway through the aisle, and like my whole row is packed. I'm like, where the fuck is this guy sitting? Like, at least like all the seats to my left to the end, and at least like the next five seats to the right are all someone's already sitting there. I'm like, (laughs) did this guy like come in on the wrong side and is just gonna walk through the whole thing to sit on the right side? No, he walks like halfway through to where I am. I'm like kind of close to the middle stands in front of me for like 
30 seconds like <laughs> confused in a i'm like trying to watch this emotional ass scene on the screen right now and then like his friend is like yelling at him like yo dude dude over here he's in the row underneath oh, man so he lost. slowly he jumps all the way out blocking everyone what if he jumps and over just, the seats like you ever do that like in the theater <laughs> he like jumps over he would have saved everyone a lot of time if he just why didn't did he that? just jump like, over the people like, i feel like that would have been a life saver. i it would save people's time they try he, he should have taken a leap of faith true you know what i, I mean what's up guys dude speaking of theater. leap of faith bro like there was this fucking guy in the theater that the theater collectively laughed at at one point this one guy he is running down the staircase, but he's like jumping. He's jumping like four stairs at a time, like stomp, like making like a like a banger ass sound. And then the what? All, everyone in the theater collectively looks at him and starts laughing very loud. Like everyone just starts, <laughs> <laughs> everyone's just laughing at it. It's also That's at the beginning hilarious. of the movie with the Gwen. Bro thinks he's Spider. He thought he was Spider Man. He thought he was Miles. <laughs> Man was but he was white, man. so like he can't be Miles. So no, dude, there's this one scene right in the beginning of the movie where like Gwen is like, "I'm no context, no spoiler." She's like to the character that she's talking to in the beginning. She's like, "You're the only thing I have," and then someone just burst out <laughs> laughing behind me by themselves. <laughs> it was 100 a sad scene. There was literally you know, zero that, way to interpret it. I, I think I think hiding might have done that. To be honest, damn. What? <laughs> okay okay so i went to see the theater with uh two of my roommates evan uh who you might know we've he's been in a couple videos uh evan pretty often on our stream he watches vtubers uh, and our friend hiding as well he uh, plays persona hiding has not seen the first spider-verse movie. what dude what fuck the hiding. fuck okay, I already we, <laughs> with hiding. Wow. we went to see How the movie hasn't he seen it? We, and then after like the first like 15 minutes of the movie he turns to me he's like i have no idea what's going on because <laughs> <laughs> i've literally like i like because like this movie it if there's like a time skip and everything like that but generally speaking it like picks up right at the end of the story there's yeah, no they, they this is what happened last like no they're just like you must know what's happening and then the way the movie ends as well it's like you can tell that the next one is just gonna pick up which means, like, whenever all three of these movies are out, like, this is going to be, like, the best binge experience yeah, ever. Dude. Like, this yeah. is just one six-hour-long movie I mean, reality. I don't know. I feel like the first one's pretty complete. The, fir the first one's definitely but complete. This one they, definitely they, needs a like, third one. There's some stuff in there where they try and pick you up to speed. Like, they do, like, some narration. They briefly summarize the events in the last movie. But it's pretty fast. It's, like, so fast-paced and stylized that yeah. I can imagine it being kind of hard to follow if you don't. Like have it's more just to refresh your memory. Yeah, if you haven't seen it in mm -hmm. a while. No, I thought that was a really good uh, way because like it, it's not it's not like some stupid anime bullshit where they spend like the first five minutes recapping everything. One piece. It's it they actually yeah. do it like in a quick way. But I already I watched the movie recently, so I didn't bump, need that. But bump, I don't bump, think bump, my bump. theater was that crazy to be honest. I mean, I only saw it uh, last night, which is what that's on the fourth. Yeah. Uh, so I'm not like in the very first like opening weekend. Like I'm catching it a little bit later. Yeah. But. I will say people showed up for this one because the theater I went to, the theater by where we are, is pretty often really empty. Uh, mm -hmm. The theater was pretty close to full. Yeah, me too. Uh, it was which, crazy. Which says, which says a lot. Uh, I watched it in a big-ass theater, which, like, it has its pros and cons. Like, someone brought their baby, and I'm like, you know, I... If there's a baby on an airplane, I'm like, it's chill. You know what I mean? Like, you gotta get somewhere it's and chill? you have a child... 
Your it is life not sucks. chill, bro. Dude, throw that bitch on the airlock. Throw that bitch on the airlock. Fuck that. That's what I okay. was saying. I, I hate babies on planes just as much as the next guy. But sometimes they don't have a choice. They got to go somewhere. Bro, they you have, have a check child. luggage for a reason. I'm you don't choice, need bro. to bring I'm your baby choice. to the movie theater. Like, I'm just going to be honest with you. You do not need to. Like, wait until your kid is just a little older to where they just don't cry. Like, and they can't control it whatsoever. Like... You can wait till it comes out on digital, or you can at least like not watch you it. You can on wait until weekend. your your kid is capable of forming yeah, memories. Right? <laughs> that kid I is not know, gonna remember anything. That was like definitely the con. That like anytime there was a quiet scene or like an emotional scene, I just hear, Dude. <laughs> yeah, and just I, all that. But the pro is that like anytime there was like a Marvel reference that I hadn't, I would have never understood ever, and because I don't care about Marvel and I don't watch movies like that. <laughs> Everybody was just screaming, and I was like, oh, shit, that was probably, like, a reference or something. That's cool, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> I like that. I like that. I, I think there wasn't too much talking. There was a little bit of, like, reactions when, yeah, there was, like, big references. Yeah. The one thing I remember, there's one guy behind us that I, like, I, I felt like I formed a connection with this man. I didn't even look at his, I didn't turn around and look at him, but he, it, just that he talked, but just the right amount. Like, something would happen and be like, hey, oh, man, that's crazy. <laughs> And I was okay, like, I love you. You're my brother. You're my brother. <laughs> that, uh, that's funny. And, that's then, funny. and then, right, the probably the best moment was like the movie ended. And I say this going in, I didn't realize that this was part one. I forgot. I, I forgot. I, I did not I know, know that either. That there was I didn't not, know that either. This was not, I just realized I was looking at the thing and I was like, it feels like this movie's been going on for a long time and we're really far from a conclusion. And then it fucking, when the end of the movie hits, just one guy in the theater goes, Hey, oh man, what the fuck? And then everybody <laughs> really? in the theater laughs. Really? Yeah. Really? <laughs> I, I made it to the end of that movie. I was like, oh my God, we're about to get a crazy fight. I did not realize that two hours and 20 minutes. Dude, that was so I, fast. I was the entirely so clueless God. to that fact. God, that movie's so clueless. good, man. No, it was fucking, the, I guess we can talk about the movie now, though. Yeah, Phil Lord. Chris Miller, I forgive you for the Clone High Dude, reboot. It's Your fucked. sins are absolved. I, we watched Clone High on Thursdays, the new Clone High on Milk. Then next day I see Spider vs. Whiplash. <laughs> These guys are fucking creating like the worst cartoon and then they make like the best movie of the year like out of nowhere. Like, man, the I think the dialogue in this movie is some of like the best dialogue I've seen in a mm. movie ever. Like it was so I, funny. It was so consistent. This was my funny. first time watching a movie in a while without subtitles, and like, I didn't even understand like twenty five percent of the jokes, but I still laughed every time. I'm like, dude, that guy sounds funny. I'm the gonna pacing, laugh. man. It's the personalities I mean, I, I hear in this. Like ten percent of the jokes. So I oh, will I, say I, that I heard much. a lot of people have problems with that. Like the theaters, like the audio was fucked or something. Like I just uh, like the dialogue is too quiet in my opinion, especially. I, because there's a lot of whispering in this movie. Like Gwen is talking like this, like the whole, like especially and also there's in the a beginning British of the person. yeah, the British guy. He's already hard enough to understand as is. He's basically, <laughs> you know, a different species. The best character, best uh, character. <laughs> he is awesome though. I love him, Hobie, bro. And Dude, I, I am so happy I didn't watch a single fucking trailer because when he took off that, I don't mask, think he was bro, in the trailer. Was he like, wasn't in the trailers. He was. He, he had was, his own he trailer. Oh, I didn't he watch his that own trailer. trailer. I, and he takes off his mask, and then he's like, I'm a hot black guy. And I'm like, no way. Dude. But like, I was surprised when I saw it in the movie. I was like, yo, that's Yeah, sick. I didn't see that trailer either. Dude, yeah, it was so fucking good, man. Because when you hear a British guy, I'm thinking, you know, George mm -hmm. not found pasty white boy, you know, underneath. But then I'm like, no, 
we have this guy who has like the most badass character design ever. Oh, he's so cool. It's voiced by the dude uh, from Get Out. Uh, voices him. The oh, that's Jordan cool. Peele? I didn't know that. Jordan Peele. <laughs> the dude from Get Out. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. At least in my theater, I, I mean, my friend Hiding said he didn't have a problem with it, but like me and Evan both felt like it was a little quiet at times, especially for the characters that have strong accents. Uh, cause like in the oh, okay. intro, they're playing like loud ass fucking drumming. Oh, like it's so really sick. loud music. And then she's talking in like a quiet voice over uh, top of okay. this with her monologue. Yeah. Well, I was like, that was, I know exactly what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah. It's a little, little hard to catch. Yeah. And that's literally like my only problem with the whole movie. Yeah. It like, was legitimately my only complaint is that I just wish I could turn subtitles on because I'm used to watching literally everything with it now. Yeah, I didn't have a problem with it, but I, I saw a lot of people were saying that like the mixing was off and I'm like, fuck, that sucks. I enjoyed it. But yeah, the, uh, I don't know. That movie was... Dude, I don't I don't remember last night I laughed like so fucking hard at like every scene of a movie. Like each each scene of this movie felt like that one scene that you pointed out when we were watching the original Spider-Verse Core. Whenever like Peter and Miles are like walking up the the wall together and it like it, mm-hmm. it, it plays a bunch of different like it, it it's it's showing miles struggling to be a spider-man while also like ec- like having exposition like every scene in this movie felt like there were so True. many different things going on like it there was probably yeah. only like two moments in the entire movie where characters were just talking to each other and that was all that was going on like but then even then they found ways to like make it really yeah there's always like this underbelly of like the, the plot progressing or the characters developing it was it was great i mean just in a in a literal sense like if the characters are explaining something to another character like there's like a necessary dialogue yeah. where something needs to be explained to the viewer or mm. something needs to be explicitly shown that one character is communicating it to another character they are most of the time doing something whether it's action or just being on the way to a place yeah. in a like really cool animated scene to where there's like not even the potential for you to ever feel bored Dude. while watching yeah, this Yeah, they're movie. always like going somewhere or at least the characters have something to do with the acting and the staging that like uh it makes it interesting. Which I mean, I'm sure that lends to why it's so like consistently, you know, beautiful because I I don't know. And a- animators generally want to work on things that they like. Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. And if you give them a scene that's just two characters talking, like just talking heads, I mean, they'll give you that. But if you let them have the freedom to explore and do something more creative, they'll they'll go as hard as they can. I, I, I would love to know how many individual animators worked on that movie because right? it is a <laughs> lot. Like just literally... There, I, I imagine there must have been like specific teams designated towards animating certain characters because every single character is animated yeah. in a completely different right? art style. You know what I like mean? Like Hobie alone, I mean, Hobie, like the fucking Spider Punk guy alone, probably took like a, like to like twenty people. Like, because each different part of him is is animated at like a different frame rate. Like all the yeah di- yeah yeah all the different layers the... of him. I'm like. Like oh, it's so the, funny. the cool. one uh, tweet that I saw, I'm assuming that's the one you're referencing. Where yeah, they said yeah. His, his body's on threes. The vest is offset by one frame. The guitar's on fours, and the outlines on two. Yeah, it's like, like how do you even Just think even of that? T- how the fuck do you? Yeah, even like think the technical that? knowledge you need to even hypothesize yeah. what that would look like is insane. Like, first, you have to think of that. Like, have like, oh, we're going to do this for one side character. It's not even the main character of the movie. Just like. But but everyone loves him. Like my entire Twitter feed is just fan art of that specific character. Like 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, but so like, dude, there was a lot of Spanish in that movie. There was, like, there was. Okay, I went with I went with like me. I'm Puerto Rican, mm-hmm. and then Miles is half Puerto Rican, and then I went with my Colombian friend. So he was like Pog owing. Is that the right nope. one? Is nope. Pog owing? Pog nope. Pog is the weird you. one. Pog you. Pog you. Yes, he was Pog youing to the Spanish Got as well. The top off. The but hook. then I also went with my fucking Indian friend. I swear to God, that made the movie like a thousand times it's better. Multicultural, like, bro. It's multicultural. Because he was like. It's he was so like woke and so giddy lit. in his seat. <laughs> so he was like shaking. He was shaking viscerally every single time the Indian dude did like anything crazy. Dude, like I was, was awesome. Happy, bro. Dude, seeing the Malala. You sure he wasn't having a seizure? <laughs> yes, he was having a seizure. <laughs> you, you had to get fucking medical attention, bro. It was too awesome. The Indian representation was too cool. The fuck. The fuck. Cor mentioned the fucking uh, the Spider-Man with the hijab. Like, which is literally just Malala. I don't remember which is, that. It, it's what like a sh- short reference. It's right when they get to the Spider-Verse area. Like, when uh, Miles and stuff get to the Spider-Verse area for the first time. And it's like Malala. Okay, can we get into, can we, can we get into spoilers yeah, officially? Yeah. Like, We're into s- the next 10 minutes or so are going to be spoilers. We're spoiling. I thought, like, I thought that that was a 10 out of 10 movie. I genuinely think you can't, you can't physically possibly make a better movie than that. Like, I don't, the only way you could really truly make that movie better is by just making it four hours long and not ending it on a cliffhanger. Like, that's actually the only way I could think of of making it yeah, better. Well, but I, just, I will say that I, I, I was holding in a groan or two when it came to, like, how Marvel fan service-y it was. You know what I mean? Really? Like, the multiverse stuff, you know what I mean? Like, I, I think, like, it worked with the plot. There was no contradictions mm-hmm. or anything like that. And it made the story enticing. And it, it raised stakes in a really good way. But, like, whenever I saw, like, the live-action footage of other Spider-Mans dying, I'm like, all right. Like, are we doing too much right now? I don't know. I, d- I just thought it was, like, funny. Like, I... Like, whenever they... You thought it was... There was no way that was supposed to be funny. Oh, when, oh no. When you see... Oh, you mean whenever fucking Andrew Garfield's dying. <laughs> when you see Andrew... Yeah. I, like, when I saw that, I was like, why Andrew yeah, Garfield? That one like, specifically. Of, of all the live... Like, they... Like the you could have had the Tobey Maguire one like that. I feel they like. did have the Tobey Maguire I mean, he one is as there, well. But like the Andrew Garfield one, they really highlight for some reason. Which is I don't know yeah, why. yeah, because he's the worst one. So it's like like how are you even supposed to like attach yourself to him? Did you catch the spectacular Spider Man in there? I d- I did. He said something. I, I think. don't. I think he I said didn't a word. Know. I didn't know. He, he's uh. It's well. It's on the one of the monitors in the background when they talk about like how everyone has like someone important die. Oh, okay, cool. Did they spoil Spectacular Spider-Man for me? It, God damn it. But like, no, I I thought I that one in particular, that reference is definitely I think I groaned a little bit when I saw Andrew Garfield specifically, but I think <laughs> all the other references were just like funny cuz I don't think like in other Marvel movies, I feel like they would dwell on that and like make it like a really cringe joke in a way. Like some like specifically in the latest Spider-Man, the No Way Home one, they would like like oh my god you're andrew garfield like you have your own mary jane and they'd be like ha 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 it's like really cringe but this, <laughs> but this one they're like dinosaur spider-man that's funny dog spider-man it's funny and like they just keep like Can jumping I, I, and everything it is almost mm. like completely comical how much better this movie is than any of like the tom holland movies like it, it just specifically in the concept of how they do like multiverse stuff you know what i mean yeah like this movie is just infinitely better like, I just, as conceptually, like, as a practice, I kind of just dislike multiverses in media. But this movie is definitely, like, a really big exception with that, in my opinion. Yeah. It plays I with it like, so well. I Well, I mean, it, it obviously it works because they kind of, like, that was, like, the basis for the concept with the first movie. They didn't really push it. 
uh, in, in the first one because it's a pretty limited cast, whereas this one has like yeah. fucking two billion different character models. Like, <laughs> yeah. Jesus Christ, the modeling team was going ham. They were going hard. Uh, but what I think makes it work for me is specifically the context in which this movie exists, which is a media sphere that is over inundated with fucking a million different superhero things mm -hmm. like the fact that it's being this sort of meta and connecting all these different pieces of the media into one sort of story like making it a part of one narrative mm -hmm. feels feels right for the culture like it would be a little weird to tell like a just normal down-to-earth spider-man story in the current sphere we like we've gotten that like a million times already. Yeah, but so then it's like literally, it where do you go next after That's that? That's a good question. <laughs> that is a good. It's like it's already expanded upon itself like so much. What could you possibly eventually do next? It'll insist upon itself? It'll insist upon this movie did insist upon itself a little bit, but in a good <laughs> in a good way. In a good way, I would say. I like how it insisted. It upon insisted. Itself. It was a ten out of ten. I think. I think the one thing that I'm like slightly tired. Like I don't mind it because I think that. Any single Marvel trope that I could possibly dislike, I am okay with just because the like the uh the way they do it in this movie is just perfect, you know what I mean? Like um like uh, one trope that comes to mind is like not being able to tell your parents that you're a superhero. It's like why? Realistically why? Why can you not do that? Because you're you know what well, I mean? you're just afraid of the unknown, like you're afraid like what will happen? Like your parents won't yeah, accept but you. I feel like, like that's kind of just I it. feel like yeah, for sure. But I feel like almost halfway through the movie, it feels like if if anyone sat down rationally and thought about this for like 10 seconds, there's like 99 pros as to why you should and one con. But like it, it takes a while for the superhero to come to well, terms with that. That's just like really common in like yeah. most superhero media. But I felt like this movie like almost made it like a lot more relatable just because of like it, it's it's almost like more understandable because yeah. of like with that, uncle aaron and then like the specific expectations that his like parents have for him yeah and stuff like that Well, that's what i think is cool about this one because generally speaking like the parents explanation is really an excuse like from a storytelling perspective it's a lot easier to tell these kind of stories if the parents aren't involved yeah like it, it kind of makes things messy uh so a lot of the times with us if you're telling a superhero narrative especially when it's like supposed to be a kid like miles is a kid he's only like 15 he's yeah not like a grown adult superheroing around or whatever uh it makes sense that they would want to like keep it a secret and the fact that this movie made that idea of keeping it a secret like a central part of the like emotional arc like that's basically the entire arc that happens with gwen in the movie uh -huh. which is like the I'd say, like, the point of resolution for this movie, because it ends Dude, on a cliffhanger. Oh, my God. Please, please let me just say something real quickly. <laughs> You've been interrupting me, so... Let, go let ahead, go ahead, go that ahead. Was, that was the best part of the movie. The structure with the foil, the foil between Miles and Gwen mm -hmm. is the best part of the movie. And that the movie starts with Gwen not being able to tell, like, her dad, then making it to the end, and she kind of, like, gets her moment of acceptance and everything like that. And then you literally think that that's going to happen with Miles because structurally, one happens right after the other in the beginning, then one happens right after the other, you would assume, towards the end of the film. 
And then that fake out, bro. Oh my goodness. No, I'm I completely fell for it. I'm going to be honest. Yeah, everyone I did. did. I completely fell for it. I was like, no! Seriously. They completely got me. They got me. And then my friend fucking Greg was like, dude, they, they had the spider on the screen. Like, it wasn't the right. I'm like, shut the fuck up, bro. They, they got me. They got. Uh, that Gwen part, though, I felt was a little rushed. The, the conclusion to it felt a little like a coincidence. Like, Hobio, he, he left the thing. Like with the dad, I don't know. I felt it felt like kind of like a rushed, like the last like ten minutes. Really, kind of, for me, it felt like it, it was kind of rushing to some conclusion. I I don't know. It, the rest of the movie I felt was like perfectly paced, but then near the end, it kind of felt like a little weird to me. Uh, that's the only thing. I, I think the that's the only thing I, I. I think the movie was perfectly paced. I didn't have a single problem with the. I, I thought it was just a little corny thing. that like last scene with uh, Gwen and her dad. But that's like my favorite scene in the movie. Really? Okay. <laughs> yeah. I think it's the best scene. <laughs> okay. That's so funny. I, I just didn't. That was the only thing I didn't. This is truly a spectrum of opinions right <laughs> I, now. That's the only thing I didn't like, though. Because I, I wanted like a conclusion to the movie. I wanted it to be four hours, to be honest. I would have watched four hours of this movie. I, <laughs> give, me that, give me the rest of it. But uh, I mean, it's crazy because it's not even that long of a wait. It's coming out in March next year. Like that's so, so we already soon. talked about the fake out and everything. So do we just want to go back to general thoughts so we can be like, click here, we're done spoiling the whole movie. Uh, or do you have anything else to say? I just liked all the references. Kind of spoiler. The, I just I just thought the the whole India like situation was really cool. Uh, India situation. Like the, um, what? <laughs> the India situation. They're overpopulated. <laughs> I mean, I did like I I I do want to. Okay, so. Okay, my understanding, they go to the universe. Is the entire world India? Like, like, is it just... No, no, no. no. They were just in India. It's, no, it's, Mo- what, it's Mumbai. India took over. It's Mumbai, but it's Manhattan. It's like a Manhattan, like, version of, like, Mumbai. Because it's Mum- Mumbai, Hatton, or whatever. So it's okay. like it's like it's like New York and Mumbai combined, basically. So, like, is. if India became the primary, yes. like, cultural center, well, is it... It could happen. I want to imagine that the it's a universe, it's a world where it's all India, India took over the entire world. India I was going to become a India. superpower in 2020. So that's my head cannon. They're going to take one. over the world, bro. It's over. It's over. <laughs> it's ju- I'm moving to India, guys. This is my announcement. The next topic. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Uh, but I, I mean, yes, I, I guess from like a storytelling perspective, since that's like the most most of the spoil spoily stuff. I I thought it was really well executed. The thing I like is that the dialogue in this movie really doesn't feel overwritten. Yeah. It definitely went through a lot of like thought and draft. And I think part of the reason it probably is like this is because it was only written by three people, not mm-hmm. like 40 people. Yeah. Uh, and it doesn't really feel like it was like executive overseen to death. Um, The way the characters talk actually feels a lot more similar to the way characters talk in live action movies yeah not in animated movies like there's a specific way a lot of characters talk in animated movies where they're like hey why don't we go and get that thing like it feels weirdly kind of artificial and really structured to a certain end yeah yeah and can i give an example more maybe realistic dialogue um can i give an example i would say that um Whenever Miles had his gamer moment, whenever he had his Luffy moment. Oh, whenever like, he's there I on the train like, and like he's like, oh, yeah, I feel like time. if that was like a normal animated media, he would be like, oh, I'm going to do my own thing. But like he literally just says it like super casually, like 
almost under his breath. Yeah, you know what like I mean? Or, way. or like, I mean, a big moment for me would be the exchange between Gwen and Miles. Oh, yeah. Uh, when she comes to visit him That's and they're really like good. sitting up on the thing and they're talking. Like the way they say like these half sentences, like they'll say like a little bit. And then there's just like this pause because that's how, you know, you talk when yeah. you're talking to somebody, especially if it's like an awkward kind of difficult moment, you don't fill all the dead air. You kind of like stumble through saying something. No, I, uh, it you felt stumble over really speech. more uh, sincere. Yeah, that's one of my favorite parts of the movie is like Gwen visiting Miles. I think that it feels like the most it's like some of the most natural dialogue I've seen. It's like it, it just feels like two close friends finally reconnecting. It's like something like anyone can like relate to like you haven't seen a friend in a while oh, yeah you're kind of coming back it li- not to it, it reminds me it literally reminds me of like some of the dialogue in like one of their other movies like 21 jump street like it literally feels like how many movies did these fucking guys these guys have made fucking they're every, goats like, they're goats but it, it, you mean, guys just keep dropping bombs on me that's, they made that's actually jump. what i wanted to say the whole like when we were talking about like the use of including the family as like a more important part of the theme is that was Loki reminding me of the Lego movie, like right. the way it, which it they also made, the which they also made, made yeah, yeah, everything, yeah, which they made, <laughs> <laughs> which is a great movie. They're all, and I mean, uh, Kemp Powers is one of the directors. He worked on the last movie and also worked on Soul. So, so yeah, you know, they've got a stellar, stellar squad. I didn't realize that was the Soul. So the guy who directed Soul was like, uh, he he, he was Soul. co-director with Pete Doctor and. Uh, was a writer on Soul oh, as well. Oh, Pete Doctor is a hilarious. Pete Doctor is a funny ass name, bro. He's a doctor <laughs> yeah, of animation. My, my, He's a PhD. My uncle, my uncle Pete works at Walmart. Walmart cashier. Pete Walmart cashier. <laughs> Pete the Walmart cashier, bro. That the what? I don't know. This movie is so. I I'm so pissed. I have to wait a goddamn year for it to come. The second one to come. It's not even a year though. It's literally only nine months. So like that's pretty quick i'm gonna have a kid i'm gonna have a kid i'm gonna have a kid now i'm gonna impregnate a woman then i'll bring a child my baby to the movie you're gonna be the one bringing a baby to the theater i'll be the one i promise you i promise (laughs) you and guys i guess that does it for this episode we're gonna do a patreon exclusive second part of the episode so if you guys want to access the patreon exclusive part uh you can pledge our patreon down below it is a ten dollar tiers if you pledge ten dollars or more you get access to the other 30 minutes of the podcast so Boy, uh, I have so much to say about the animation in this movie, uh, but I'm uh, not going to say it yet. Uh, Cor's going to say things, and you love when Cor uh, says things, so go to the Patreon. Why the fuck do my dog walk sideways, boy? Like, he don't walk regular. The bit walk horror, vulnerable, heterosexually. Yeah.